Welcome to the SOAR podcast. Thank you for your support. If you want to continue to support this podcast, there are a few things you can do for me. Please like, subscribe, and share. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you would give me a five-star rating. And if you really feel motivated, go ahead and write a review. So welcome to SOAR, the Sisters Overcoming and Rising podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie, your host, and I'm here to help women overcome limiting beliefs so that they can live their best lives. Sisters, come together now, come together now. It's time to help each other out, help each other out. It's time for transformation, time for healing. You've got the potential, you've got the power now. Sisters, overcoming and rising. Today's topic is stress-free festivities. And talk about stress. This week has definitely not gone as planned. First, the wonderful interview that I did with my guest was not recorded over Zoom. I went back and forth with Zoom only to discover that they couldn't recover it. Okay, so I shifted and said, hey, this may be an opportunity in disguise. I just created this wonderful personal care guide on holiday stress. So why don't I break that down and share that and make it fun? And why don't I just have the entire thing be live so people can participate? Great, right. Well, then I went to test out doing my show live on my regular radio station late, late, late last night. And I was shocked to find that the station was not playing. Hmm. The station has never gone offline. What is going on? Come to find out an issue with our broadcast company was the culprit. So now I'm starting to get a little stressed. (laughs) What do I do? I'm being told that the station may not be up again until Monday. Well, my show airs on Sunday. How could that be that it won't be up until Monday? This is my holiday show, so it's kind of time sensitive as well. What should I do? I reach out to everyone else to see if they're having the same issue. And lo and behold, they are. I know some of you can relate to this. When you do everything you're supposed to do and things just keep going off the rails, nothing is working out the way you plan and you don't know what to do, it's stressful. So I had a decision to make and I reflected back on a conversation I had with another coach earlier this week. And we were talking about how there is necessary stress and unnecessary stress and to let the necessary stress do its job because the job of the necessary stress is to polish you and to put you in the position that you need to be in to grow or to evolve or to transform. And it prepares you, but the unnecessary stress, you don't need that and just release it. So I decided to release all of those things that were out of my control. And I had to connect back to my why, my true purpose and goal with this radio show this week. And I realized that my goal is to share my message with the people who need and want to hear it. And the radio show is just a vehicle to do that. If the vehicle is broken down on the side of the road and smoking, like Urban 95 was at the time, I still have choices. I can take a different vehicle and go on one of our sister stations, or I can take 
totally different type of vehicle, like a motorcycle instead of a car, and try that out. And that would be live Podbean. Would I lose some listeners? Sure. But I might gain a few too, and wouldn't that be cool? I could also just record a podcast episode and release that. Or, finally, and what was the most appealing option at the time, I could take a week off. Wow. I realize I have so many choices and there are quite a few things in this situation that I do have control over. And I could feel the stress just melt away. Now, when it comes to the holidays, there are so many things that can cause stress. From the superficial to the deep. From what parties to attend, what gifts to buy, to how do I celebrate with my loved one who was here last Christmas, to how can I afford to get my child a gift for Christmas when I'm struggling. So like I mentioned earlier, some of the stress is out of our control and some of it is in our control. I encourage you to release the stress that's in your control and focus on the things you can control and see how many choices you do have. Now, I hope you got a chance to download your copy. If not, you can go to my website, www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com slash resources, and you'll find a copy of the Stress-Free Festivities Guide. The purpose of this guide is just to help us bring balance to our lives. Oftentimes, distress or stress is the result of being out of balance. One of the things I often reflect on is the fact that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And to that end, acknowledging all of the things that make us human and spiritual and nurturing each aspect brings peace and can lead to joy. And this is never more important than during the holiday season when things can so easily get out of balance. So the six areas that the personal care guide will help you balance are social, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, and grief management. So the first aspect of the Stress-Free Festivities Personal Care Guide is social. And one of the things that has become so clear during 2020 and this pandemic is that human beings are social creatures. We thrive on human interaction and human touch. I'm always reminded of a study I learned about in college where they took two groups of infants and fed them and cared for them, both the same, but one group was never held and never touched. And that group of infants didn't thrive and would have died without intervention. So how do we fulfill our social needs during a pandemic, especially during the holiday season when we were used to being even more social than ever? So the first thing I would say is to be present, not give a present, but actually be present. I know I am guilty of talking to or half listening to my family while looking at the tiny screen or thinking about something else, but I'm telling myself and I'm encouraging my listeners to just stop and be fully present. Look them in the eye, listen to what they're saying. Don't wait for your time to speak and give the hugs and give the kisses. Do things together. Even if you can't be physically present, pick up the phone and talk so you can hear their voice or FaceTime so you can see their face. Send a handwritten note or a card to those who are far away. 
I was challenged to do that. I'm, I'm doing a challenge that is challenging me to adapt new healthy habits. And one of the things we were challenged to do is send cards to people and let them know how grateful we are for them for something that they've done for us. And then to really write a long letter to one person that we chose that we really wanted to express our gratitude. And it was a difficult exercise because the art of writing letters and writing note cards is long lost. And it seemed like I put it off and put it off and put it off and could never find the time to actually sit down and write. But it's important because imagine what it feels like to get a nice handwritten letter. My, uh, the head of my, my school, Hathaway Brown School, she's our head of school. She has nine sisters and each of them write each other handwritten letters, at least one a year. Can you imagine how special that is, receiving that handwritten letter from your sister? It's something they can read and reread and keep with them. So you can be creative, but continue to be social. It's an important part of the balance. So the second area on the personal care guide is physical. Let's get physical. And I'm always talking to my patients about the mind-body connection and how emotional and mental distress can manifest as physical symptoms. That headache or chest pain that the doctors can't find a cause for might be rooted in your anxiety or even in your trauma. But it also works the other way around. You can unblock emotional pain and release distress through physical activity. I remember my coach would often ask me, how does that emotion feel in your body? And for me, it was typically a feeling of tensed up shoulders and holding my breath. What I learned was that when I relaxed my shoulders, took deep breaths, and started to move, that the emotions could move through me and be released. It's all energy, right? So physical movement is critical and can sometimes be the easiest thing you can do. So first, don't forget to breathe. Be intentional about taking deep breaths and watching your abdomen rise on the inhale and your chest expand on the exhale. All of that oxygen can bring clarity. And maintain some sort of physical activity regimen. Walking is great, or dancing, which is my favorite, or whatever brings you joy. And also, be kind to the physical body that is on loan to you. Try not to pollute it with too many toxins in the form of sugar, drugs, alcohol, smoking, or unhealthy foods. It's the only body that you get, so baby it. So now that we've talked about the physical, we have number three. Number three on the personal care stress-free festivities guide. And that's spiritual. Now spiritual balance is one of the ones that has sustained us through hundreds of years as a people, especially as African Americans. From communing with our ancestors to singing Negro spirituals as we toil during back-breaking work to churches filled with children on Christmas singing Oh Holy Night. Our souls have continued to be anchored in a belief of the existence of something greater than ourselves, and we will understand it better by and by. This belief in a higher coach or the universe or benevolent force that is working things out for our good is critical in giving us what all human beings need, and that's hope. 
and we especially need hope in the darkest of times. People have different ways of staying connected to the spiritual. It can be chanting or repeating a mantra or praying or reading the Bible. How do you stay connected to the spiritual? Feel free to put it on Facebook, how you stay connected spiritually. Whatever puts your spirit at ease, let's make sure we do those things during the holidays. Sometimes we get in such a frenzy, we can forget about doing those spiritual things. It can be as simple as listening to music, meditating, watching holiday movies, or participating in your personal holiday rituals, like attending mass, or decorating the tree, decorating your house, putting out your nativity scene, or counting down with an advent calendar. Before we get into the next three areas of our personal care guide, which are emotional, mental, and grief management, we're gonna take a break for our Ask the Coach segment. And now it's time for the Ask the Coach segment, where I get to answer a question that was sent to me or asked of me. And if you ever want to send me a question, you can email me at coachstephanie at myi95radio.com. So as a life coach, I get asked a lot of questions from people who are trying to get to the next level, reach a goal, or get unstuck. So this one is a question that we get around the holidays about families who get together and all of the old habits come back up. This one starts to nag that one. This one starts to tease that one. And they bring up all of the stuff from the past that they thought had been settled and buried. And it just pushes you. And the next thing you know, you're upset. You're ready to get in your car and drive home or get on the next plane and go back home because you're just over it. So let me say that this happens to all families. Those family dynamics are hardwired. And most of us just fall back into the same roles that we had when we were kids have you ever noticed that it happens with old friends too sometimes you get together with your college friends I know it happens to me with my line sisters when we get together we fall right back into our old roles the one who was the mother hen becomes the mother hen again the one who was always a little flighty becomes flighty again and everything just goes back to the way it was 20 or 30 years ago when you were in college and that happens in families But if those old roles no longer serve you and they bring back painful memories and unhealthy boundaries, of course that makes you feel stressed out and we're trying to decrease stress for the holidays. So the question is how do you stand in your newfound power and peace and not get sucked back into chaos and negativity? If you've listened to Ask the Coach before, you know I always break it down to three questions. So the first question is what intention have you set for how you want to show up during the holidays? you can't control your crazy uncle or your complaining cousin or your overly domineering dad but you can control yourself so if you set the intention to show up as your true powerful self there's a new term I just learned which is soft power power doesn't always have to be aggressive or assertive you can have soft power and still get what you want and have healthy boundaries So say those affirmations and remind yourself that you get to choose. You are not at the mercy of what your family does. The second thing I would say is who's pushing your buttons and why are you letting them push your buttons? Families know us very, very well. And so they're really good at pushing our buttons. But when our buttons get pushed, it's because of how we interpret a certain event. We interpret the fact 
that our cousin made that snide remark about, well, when are you going to have children or when are you going to get married as being something that was intended to hurt us? But what if we interpret that comment as a desperate comment from somebody who's really hurting? Would it push our buttons in the same way? Or would we have a little bit of empathy for that cousin and be able to let it go? So when your buttons get pushed, instead of reacting, break the cycle, stop, take a deep breath or a few deep breaths, choose to respond instead of reacting, and choose an interpretation that helps you instead of helping the other person. And as a last resort, you can always walk away. Take a brisk walk. Three, what boundaries are you setting? Likely, when you were a part of that family as a child, you could not set healthy boundaries. You could not let your crazy uncle know, okay, you can say this, but you can't say that because that really is infringing on my boundaries. You couldn't let certain people know what your boundaries were, but now you can. And you can do it in a loving way. You can lovingly but firmly let them know when they've crossed a line. So set those boundaries and stick to those boundaries. And a lot of times, a lot of us have a hard time setting boundaries. It's okay. You might need some help with that. Feel free to reach out to a coach. You can reach out to me or you can reach out to your therapist that get some help with setting boundaries. So that should help us all have a less stressful holiday if we are going to get together with our family. So the next one we're going to go to is emotional. So this is number four on our personal care guide for stress-free living. This is the one we always think of when it comes to stress, right? The emotional. And for the holidays, the emotional stress can be pretty intense. The stress of unresolved anger with a relative, the emotional stress and depression that can be brought on by having to deal with an abusive relative, the stress of loneliness when you have to spend the holidays alone, either because you are separated from your loved ones or you don't have anyone to spend the holidays with or that you want to spend the holidays with. Emotions can definitely run high and it can be like a roller coaster. You can have some high highs where you're excited and joyful and some low lows. One of the things that has been proven to help with emotional stress, and this has been studied by the Happiness Institute at Harvard University and Yale University and the positive psychology movement, is focusing on gratitude. It actually does something to the chemicals and the wiring in your brain that can lift your emotions. If you you really wanna get into it, you can keep a gratitude journal and I was reading earlier today that you can even set a timer to write for three minutes in your gratitude journal. Or if you want to take it a step further, I love the idea of performing random acts of kindness. We attract what we put out into the universe. By putting out kindness and love, we will attract the same back to ourselves. And it just plain feels good to do something kind for someone else. My boys were leaving an NAACP event and they saw some homeless people on the corner. And the first thought as young teenagers was, you know, are they really homeless or is that a real baby or are they faking it? But no matter what they thought or what their suspicions were, they still gave the homeless person that they saw three gift cards from McDonald's so they could have something to eat. And I know that those random acts of kindness made them feel good because they shared it with us. It was something kind to do. So when we do kind things for other people, it can keep our minds off of things that we may be
be feeling bad about and it can shift those emotions altogether. You can also consider feeding your heart with great music, with great scents. If you like to cook or bake, those smells that bring back memories of your mother and your grandmother and your sisters and laughter can stimulate your senses and have a positive impact on your emotions. Also beauty, just looking at something beautiful, whether it's in your home or whether it's art or whether it's nature and decluttering. This is another great way to boost your emotions. When you have a decluttered space, it just kind of gives you some serene and peace. And one of my favorites is laughter. If you don't have anything to laugh about, you can read some jokes or call a friend who's a good joke teller. Listen to a comedian. This is one that my husband and I do often. But laugh. It will release positive endorphins that are sure to improve your mood. Focus on your heart. You can focus on your heart with meditation or yoga. You can also place your hand over your heart and take deep breaths and either clear your mind or think positive thoughts. This is one that I do all the time. I just place my hand over my heart and just take deep breaths and just imagine light coming into my heart. And this is a great way to balance my heart and my emotions. And now it is time for us to go over mental. Yes, we all have to get our minds right. And the holidays especially. I feel like my head is all over the place and it almost feels like things are just dropping right out of my mind and just rolling right under the bed where they are never to be found again. We know that our mental wellness and balance is just as important as the physical, and some may say even more so. I can remember my grandmother praying to be in her right mind, more so than she ever prayed to be physically well. Our mental health has felt like it has been under siege all this year. The great thing about the mind, though, is that we do have some control over it with our thoughts. Our mind loves to play stories for us. These stories are not necessarily true, but they're embedded in our cerebral cortex, and our mind plays them for us on a continuous loop. And when that's happening, it is chatter in our subconscious that keeps us on autopilot. Once we realize that we can bring those thoughts out of our subconscious and into our consciousness, then we can observe them and see that some of those thoughts are outdated or not serving us. And we can choose to replace them with thoughts that serve us better and help us grow. Meditating is a great way to clear out that constant stream of thoughts so that you can have stillness. And it's almost like a hard reset on a computer, right? You just reset it, clear out the cash, clear out the garbage, and come back to baseline. Affirmations is another way to insert new thoughts, more positive thoughts into our minds. Because believe me, the ones that are running on a loop, the stories that we tell ourselves, typically are not very positive because they come from our past when we had to figure things out. And the things that we told ourselves to figure them out were whatever we could grab onto to cope at the moment. Another strategy for our minds to help us with the holidays is to let go of deadlines. I used to think that I had to have my Christmas tree the first week of December, if not the day after Thanksgiving. I had to send out Christmas cards by December 10th so that they would arrive by Christmas and so on and so on. Now I'm allowing as many things as possible to flow. Those deadlines and that pressure can be soul crushing. If you don't get the Christmas cards printed on time, send them electronically. Yourself some grace. 
and life is tough. Please give yourself the gift of a therapist and or a coach. We all need someone to help us get our mental wellness in order. Just like we have a general practitioner and a personal trainer for our physical wellness. And sometimes we even have specialists in addition to our general practitioner. So our mind deserves the same type of care. Number six, the last area on my personal care guide is grief management. Boy, is this a big one. We have all experienced loss. It may be the loss of a loved one or a pet or even the loss of normalcy. We can all relate to loss right now. We've lost so much during this year. We've lost the ability to go out and eat and go out dancing, go out and sing and attend sporting events and concerts and the list goes on. Today I just found out that one of my husband's cousins passed away and it's pretty devastating because she was a younger cousin. And I can remember talking to her and walking with her right before COVID at another family member's funeral. It's really a lot. And for him, he has lost so many family members over the years. He asked, when is it going to stop? The pain is real and at times it feels unrelenting. What I try to do is to remember that everyone grieves differently that your grief may look totally different than mine. I acknowledge all of the feelings, the anger, the sadness, the emptiness, the depression, the fear, the bargaining, the blaming, all the way to the acceptance and the quest for finding meaning. Sometimes finding meaning looks like raising money in your loved one's honor or naming a scholarship or a marathon after them or remembering the things that they loved, or reminiscing over old photos and good times. One thing that is very important with grief though, is to let it flow, let the tears flow. Tears are a way for us to release emotions so we don't stuff them or bury them. Tears are also very cleansing. And I know a lot of people don't like to cry or they might say, I'm not the type of person to cry, but crying is a gift from God because it is a wonderful release. But like I said before, everyone grieves differently and the tears may not flow right away for some people, but let go in whatever way feels right to you because it helps the healing. For some that might be screaming or stomping or punching or jumping, but whatever it is, let it flow and allow others to support you in your grief. It can be hard to let others in. Many times I know I don't know what to say when my friend is grieving or my loved one is grieving, but I wanna be there. So let your loved ones be there for you. I know grief is particularly hard over the holidays. So try to plan fun things for yourself and to honor your loved ones so you don't get overwhelmed by grief for too long. Remember the good times you guys spent together during the holidays. And remember all of the ways that that person is still there with you. It might be the recipe that they taught you that you cook every time on the holidays, or it might be the decoration that they gave you, or it just might be a funny joke that always comes to mind or anything. But celebrate who they still are as a part of your life. So that is the personal guide for stress-free festivities. And the moral of the story is don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. Be present. That's one of the most important things. And keep the social, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and grief all in balance. 
that will help you have a peace-filled, stress-free holiday season. Thank you for listening to this episode of SOAR. If you'd like to reach me for coaching, you can reach me at www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com. And if you want to follow SOAR, you can follow Sisters Overcoming and Rising on Instagram or Stephanie Brown Coaching on Facebook. Goodbye for now.